0: Hello and welcome to episode 67 of the Massive Attack Podcast. I'm Joe, on a squeaky chair, and with me as always is Mitch. Hello Joe on a squeaky chair. And tonight, we're up to
1: H, and we're going back. We're doing herbs, because it's got a fucking H in it. No, nah. we
0: are going back to the 60s, and a cartoon by the name of The Herculoids. Oh, not Herbal, but
1: the of Brass, that I was
0: hoping. Did they do Spanish Fleet? Yeah. Is that the Yeah, uh, see, if we are oh, having trouble finding music for this episode, and if we'd have done Herb Albert, it would have been
1: easy. Piece of piece it would have been. But no, we're doing Herculoids. I think this is how we got onto the A to Z, isn't it? Could have been. I think it's we wanted to do Herculoids and yeah. sort of go, How do we just talk about Herculoids? It's well, like, And then we did the A to Z thing. I think initially, to to we
0: age. were looking at just doing retro cartoons in general, mm. and we didn't know if we would be able to cover just having a podcast all about retro cartoons.
1: Gaddy's Cartoon Podcast is out there, which we love listening to. They don't record very often lately but it's still really good and they've sort of done what we do well, I better. D-
0: I think they got to a point where they'd done probably 60, 65 episodes and they were just scraping the bottom of the barrel of, of 80s cartoons.
1: Well, if they're doing 80s only, then they'd be struggling. But I'm doing a cartoon presentation at the Continuum Convention coming up soon. And I'm just putting a short list together and trying to p- come up with themes to talk about this year. Because I talked last year about Scooby-Doo and all the clones and a bunch of other things. So, there is a lot more they can talk about. Hmm. But it's that inclination and can you do it? And can you keep it entertaining? That's... That's the hard bit. Yes. But I wanted to talk about Hercules, and I don't know why. I just remember a couple of months back wanting to talk about them.
0: Well... Let's, let's dive into Herculoids a little bit more, and perhaps we'll uncover the reason why you wanted to talk about Herculoids.
1: I think it probably
0: stems from the comic Future Quest, because you'd started yes. reading that. Yes, 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 yes. That's right, yes. So we'll probably come to that, but we'll go back to the beginning to start with. Yep. So Herculoids was a cartoon that came out in the late 60s, 1967.
1: Is that when you saw it? No, I, I don't remember when in I saw Wales. it. Wales. There's a Welsh version. Did you read the Wikipedia? <laughs>
0: They, I did read the Wikipedia. They translated it into in Welsh. Welsh. Not that I actually understand Welsh, <laughs> so it wouldn't mean anything to oh. me. But, yes, it came out in 67. I think it ran for a couple of years from 67 to 69. Oh, they had episodes, though. And then there was a re-release as part of something else in the 80s. They 81. were part of, yep. the, was it the superheroes TV show or something? Space Stars. It probably would have been 80s when I saw it. Definitely, Obviously yeah. in reruns. And I think by that stage, I had probably already seen Thunder the Barbarian, which the look of the main character in Herculoids is a lot like Thunder. And then he again is a lot like He-Man. You could probably say that He-Man got a lot of influence from the Herculoids. Could be. But what about you, Mitch? What do you remember about watching the Herculoids?
1: Uh, It's just one of those cartoons. I grew up watching cartoons, eighties, you know, Saturday morning cartoons. And it's just something I grew up with. So I don't remember like the first time I saw it. They just always seemed to be around. Yeah, the Hanna-Barbera stuff seemed to get a big run here in Melbourne, at least. And Herculoids I always thought was kind of cool. And I think it was because of the creatures. So let's... I mean, the character design was by Alex Toth, who is an iconic comic artist... And character designer and he did things like Space Ghost and they're really good designs today Space Ghost is an awesome character yeah, Exactly. Designer. Mighty Might or a bunch of others like that so he's just an iconic thing and he created these characters for the Herculoids and it's set on another planet with a humanoid leader called Xandor yep. and his wife Tara Tara who you didn't know was his wife you thought it was <laughs> his daughter it's very confusing <laughs> well, but they sort of tell you of of at the start
0: there's scale issues she looks like a teenager compared to
1: Xandor well, Xandor just buff that's all yeah you in the Undertaker and his wife at the end of She was so <laughs> tiny. And their son, Dorno. Now, the son, in one episode, calls him mum and dad, but every other time he just calls, What's that, Xandor? Xandor, what are you doing? Well done, Xandor. Oh, Xandor, what'd you do? Can you pass me the salt? Hmm. They use their names quite a bit. Surprisingly, because I've watched a few episodes leading up to us recording this, and I couldn't remember any
0: of their names, despite the fact that they do say them quite a bit. And in the opening credits, they run through who they are and what their powers are.
1: So that's the three humanoid characters, and they've got some friends.
0: All right, but... Let's just talk about the design of the characters. So, yeah, it's science fiction-y. They're on what we would call an alien planet, but it's their home planet, which is called Amzot. Amzot, And then it it got renamed to Quasar Quasar. in the later episodes. They themselves don't look science fiction-y. They look more sort of caveman fantasy type. He's wearing no shirt. He's got like a a chest piece and a loincloth. He has a very much a Prince Valiant haircut, like your He-Man does, with a weird metal
1: headband similar to what Eva Lynn or Teela from He-Man would have worn. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit fruity. And obviously his wife is getting about in like not what much. looks like rubble Yeah,
0: exactly, a, a caveman type outfit. And again, the sun's getting around in a loincloth as well. So obviously it's quite hot on their world, but they don't have nipples.
1: Takes oh. <laughs> <Not that laughs> too has, long to animate.
0: Not that that has
1: anything to do with the heat. I, yes. I, I gotta admit, the first thing I did today when I watched an episode was went and Googled... Porn parody? No, Tara <laughs> cosplay. <laughs> there was was one. I found one picture. One. Well,
0: when I was looking for artwork to put on the, the, the picture for this week's episode, the first thing that came up was like, you know, DeviantArt cosplay, th- that sort of stuff, of people drawing pictures of Tara, doing things with Gleep and Gloop, which Ooh. we'll get to now as far as the creatures. Right. Yeah, so there
1: are creatures that hang out, which make up the Herculoids. So there is Gleep, Gloop, and Gleep, or Gleep and Gloop. I don't know who has seniority here, but they are amorphous blobs. I suppose you'd call it. They're white blobs with two black eyes <laughs> that can shape change into many things like pillows or cushions or slingshots or parachutes, parachutes. in quite a few episodes yes yeah. and they were voiced by Don Messick who voices pretty much
0: any Hanna-Barbera cartoon when you've got a character that doesn't speak in words oh, like a that Fred just makes Walker. noises yes he he does on hills not that Frank Welker. Uh, Frank Welker it yeah. was. But no, he's not involved in this, but Don Messick is. And he did quite a few other voices in early Hanna-Barbera cartoons. I didn't recognise any of the other voices in this. No. As far as their names go, uh, they have that very Hanna-Barbera sounding voice. So it wouldn't surprise me if they turned up in other
1: things. But yes, keep going with the creatures. Yeah. So then there's Zok, which is the flying space dragon that emits laser beams out of its eyes and its tail. I can see the eyes. Like,
0: I can understand it comes out of the <laughs> eyes, but where is it coming out of its tail? <laughs> Back
1: then, I don't know if it's because of the Herculoids, but anything with a point on it, like if I made Lego spaceships or whatever, or any sort of playing with my toys to play space battles or whatever, if it had a point, it was a gun. Like, <laughs> exactly. lasers came out of that point. So a tail works for me. I totally bought into that. That was totally cool. Generally, Dorno gets to fly Zock around whenever the battle happens, because inevitably there's a battle at the end. And Spoilers. Just, <laughs> just to reuse all the animation. It's sort of like the same thing happens that's zok the flying space dragon then there's uh tundro which is a 10-legged rhinoceros slash triceratops sort of creature yeah with you know nigh-, nigh invulnerable skin or plates protecting it and he shoots flaming meatballs out of his Proboscis, horn. Horn Proboscis skin, yes. sawn out thing, and he has extendable legs in one episode yep most or not most but yes yeah. he's, he can extend and jump yeah and the last one of the Herculoids is probably my favorite, and that's Ego. Ego? Ego? You go? I go I, I go. I go. I go. I go. I go. The <laughs> rock ape. And it's literally a gorilla made of rock. Who's awesome. I love him. And that uh, ties into the last
0: episode that we had. We didn't really talk about it. Maybe because he's a rock ape, not a gorilla.
1: That's correct. But yeah. So they're, they're your main characters. And, and I think. Design wise, they're pretty cool. Going back to the Alex Toth designs. They're actually really good. At, he's all shadow. Yeah. Shade, and it's actually an effective look to him. And it's funky. I, I really dig it. As far as the characters go, I think he is probably my favorite of the designs.
0: I. I think... Just the genericness of the human characters look just too generic. I do know as, they were yeah. generic
1: in 1967.
0: Like. Maybe they weren't. Maybe it's just that they were so iconic at the time that we've had so many
1: copies since. Goldtower and the Golden Lance, Black Star, He-Man. It's all sort of yeah. copied them, I think.
0: Well, see, as a kid, He-Man was Mighty my go-to my cartoon. Tool. But Mighty Mytel was designed by the same dude, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. But, but yeah, that as, was all back then. As a kid, though, He-Man was my go-to cartoon. And I think anything that I saw that was older than He-Man, it was like, well, they're just ripping off He-Man because my little you know, 10, 11-year-old brain didn't make the connection that No, hang on these were around before He-Man and mm. He-Man's ripping them off but obviously He-Man was a lot more muscular Yes. but then people in the 80s were more muscular than people in the 60s probably so yeah mm. All right,
1: maybe. now re-watching a couple of episodes today I just realised that I am tuned to the Hanna Barbera Sound Library, yeah, like because there's a lot of shows out there, and the screech, which Zoc has a screech whenever it's doing its laser and tail eyes uh, tail laser beams. It's um, and even just the laser noise as well. Oh, it's just so Hanna Barbera, like every laser, and there was a bit where these aliens put on a like camouflage machine to look like rocks, and it was this electronic sort of sound. It's like that's every Hanna Barbera show <laughs> that needs an electronic sound effect. It was just like, oh yeah, the Hanna Barbera Sound Library is so in tune with my head. I just react to it. Like, Like, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm watching a cartoon. This is a Saturday morning feel because all these sound effects are right to me. So it's funny how it how it affects me and still affects me today just listening to it going yep that's about i know what that it, it does have a lot of nostalgia factor like i'm i'm not sure if i've watched every episode when i was a kid or whether it's well just- there was only 36 episodes yeah there and was I, I, 18 back in the 60s and then in 81 they did another 11 and I think or something and the original a more. the
0: original run was like two separate stories to make up one episode and they're on YouTube, they're on Kiss Cartoons, you can find them online pretty easily. And they
1: do hold up. Pretty, I was impressed, and I think that's the beauty of Velik designs. Some of the aliens are a bit dodgy looking. Well, Alright, let's get to the plot. There oh. was only one.
0: Yes, we mentioned... That I can't remember which episode we talked about, but if you know the plot, this is the plot sort of thing. Because it's pretty much the same in every episode. I think it was when we talked about Dukes of Hazard. It was like, something bad happens, the Dukes get blamed for it, they make their way out of it, they save the day. Whereas in Herculoids... All these
1: alien races want to come to the planet for some reason one we watched tonight was they wanted to launch missiles from the planet at another race and they stopped them doing that another wanted to take over the planet whatever But you've got an alien race coming to their planet and the Herculoids will stop them it's a big planet they don't want to share I mean, generally the evil people are coming it's not a
0: big planet because everyone that comes to their planet comes to right outside where the Herculoids live true.
1: yeah so it literally is strange alien race turns up causes a threat puts them in a little bit of danger and Herculoids have to kick major ass and when you've got shape-shifting energy absorbing creatures you've got a bulletproof bloody triceratops that shoots volcanic meatballs a giant big rock ape and a pretty much a nuclear shooting dragon they don't need to do shit No, they kick ass every time
0: And Xandor's only got a A crappy looking she's that crappy looking (laughs) (laughs) he's only got a crappy looking slingshot and it's one of those things I'm sure Hanna-Barbera made a lot of cells and then reused them a lot of
1: course because Hanna-Barbera is famous for being that reusing background's reusing animation to do cheap quick television yeah. shows yeah so,
0: and, yeah I, I know he-man fell into the trap later on where it was always that scene of he-man punching the screen and i watched a few episodes today of Hercules, and it was just seemed to be the same shot of sandor pulling back on his slingshot and letting fly with it no matter where they were but what gets me is I, I don't understand why so many alien races were coming to their planet because their planet doesn't look
1: like much it's just it's definitely exotic it's, it it's just dirt and trees there doesn't seem to be a lot on their planet um, i'd like some dirt and trees you know, it's better than a hole in the ground or but, a big
0: stinking mine and again that there didn't seem to be any like local other people living on their planet it just seemed to be that the herculoids were on this planet and yeah it's a very
1: simple show but it's just cool and like yeah so all right so the reason we talked about it earlier was talking about the comic future quest now i think it was last year or i think it was yeah november december sort of time yeah um DC Comics, who own, are owned by Warner Brothers, so they must have access to the uh, Hanna-Barbera library. So what they did was they bought out a bunch of comics based on that. So there was a Scooby-Doo comic, which looks pretty ordinary. There was a Wacky Races that looked a lot like Mad Max, which I've talked about, which I gave up on because it was kind of boring in the end. They did a Flintstones comic, which I'm going to talk about it now. is freaking awesome. It's probably the best comic out at the moment. Now, we've talked about cartoons in the past, and I hate the Flintstones, and I think I mentioned it. Yeah, I don't yeah like lots of times. And I worked out why. And when they made the Flintstones movie, the Flintstones was all about nostalgia now. Where when the Flintstones came out, it was all about current affairs. Yeah. Like it was using a prehistoric analogy to talk about current events and to bring up topics. It was never subversive. It was not really subversive, but it was quite clever and it was a primetime show. But whenever anyone's done the Flintstones since, it's a nostalgic look back at the Flintstones of the 60s. Mm. Someone's done a comic and it's set in the Flintstones prehistoric world. But it's using that idea that this is satire of current events and now. And it is absolutely amazing. Like, the first or second issue was all about migrant labour coming in. So, they were using cro Magnum Man to do all this labour work and sending him home and all this. And there's there's piss takes on Trump and all that. It is so clever. It's so good. So, if I I can get anyone to read any comics out there, read the Flintstones. It's so good. So, for me to say that, you know, it's a big deal. But... One of the other comics they brought out was Future Quest, which is an amalgam of all these Hanna Barbera comics from the time. So you've got Johnny Quest, you've got Mighty Might or I think you've got Birdman, you've got Herculoids yep. all sort of coming together in this sort of mashup where you've got the space characters sort of being sucked into a vortex to the Earth characters, and that's where I got keen to see them. The yeah, and yeah. it's like, and, and they've modernized. It. it looks all like the Hanna Barbera cartoons, but they're all put in this situation. And it's like this kind of works, and these are kind of cool. The Hercules aren't in
0: issue one very much but in issue two they sort of have quite a starring role yep. and i must say just flicking through it now they are a lot buffer than they were in the cartoon mm-hmm. especially xandor and he does have nipples
1: now so oh that's good to know
0: <laughs> I, I was happy so yeah i i kind of liked it and it would be something that i probably would go back and have a read of mm. just again for the nostalgia side of things oh, that's,
1: i really dug it mm. so it's, it's worth reading it's fun for that but flintstones is better but it's different but now and they're doing another one they just bought out some weird because with comics generally it's on a four week schedule because it's once a month once a month yeah some months have five Hmm. so comics aren't scheduled for that fifth week so sometimes they'll have a fifth week event this is what to do it's like oh what happens on those weeks you don't want nothing in the shop so we'll do something they did a Hanna-Barbera cross DC line so there's a Batman versus Elmer Fudd comic coming out (laughs) and a few others just last week there was a Suicide Squad Banana Splits crossover comic and And it's interesting, apparently, but there is an eight-page backup from the guy who's writing The Flintstones. It's about Snagglepuss, and it's set in the 50s, and is like a gay playwright, naming names in the MacArthur trial. Oh, the the communist stuff, yeah. But he's also, but he's being, not Mark Twain, but he's, he's... one of the other playwrights of the time where he's being subversive and he's like, like telling the story and it's just like this is blowing my mind that okay. they're using these characters beautifully like some are a bit shit but you know this guy who's writing Flintstones check it out and you know, this, and there is a comic coming out of The Snagglepuss where I think he's finishing his 12 issue run of The Flintstones someone else is taking over so it may turn to shit but he's going to write Snagglepuss as an ongoing so it's okay. um, something worth checking out alright so let, let's Go back and have another look at
0: mainly what we enjoyed about Herculoids and what we don't. Looking back at it now, you can look at it in 2017 eyes and pick holes in it. Yeah. There is a lot you look at and go, well, how does that even work? Like, even in the opening credits, you see Xandor and his strange use of space physics being able to put himself in a yeah, row. so atom.
1: imagine vines hanging from trees, as you do. Simple concept. All right. right. So, he's jumping across the street, left to right. Yeah. Going forward, then coming back again into this vine, which is sending him forward like a bow and arrow. Yeah. So, I don't know what's attached to it at the bottom, or how he's using vertical against gravity to get momentum <laughs> to go forward, but it looks kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> See, that stands out to me,
0: again, the nipples, but I won't harp on about it. The fact that the sun doesn't call them mum and dad, or mother and
1: father, anything
0: like that. caused well, that's calls the, calls the convention by the of hundreds. Earth.
1: You're very earthist, I think, on this one. Oh, well, maybe well.
0: I am. Yeah. I don't know. The, the fact that when Gleep and Gloop sort of morph into things, there was one episode we were watching tonight and they were in a jail and they got rid of the bars and then to fool the captors, he morphed into bars. And every one of the bars had eyeballs on them. And I was like, well, how does he morph his eyeballs onto every little bit? But I didn't quite get that either. So.
1: You're okay with the fact that he can morph. Well, of course. But the eyeballs. He's stretching, <laughs> he's
0: stretching his whole body. He's not duplicating his eyes onto other poles. Anyway, maybe I'm reading too much into this. Maybe I should have just watched it and enjoyed the fact that I'm re-watching Herculoids <laughs> rather than sitting there taking notes and going, well, that's wrong and yeah, that's wrong. And where are these fucking nipples? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a big issue.
1: Maybe it's set way in the future and we've evolved past nipples. Or maybe. Men don't need them. No. Maybe. There. See, there's uh-huh. a theory. You've
0: stumped me. <laughs> And maybe there is some sort of strange reason. You, you reckon it was too
1: expensive to uh, animate This It's sort of taking time to draw a nipple every time. It's just two little circles. Yeah, it takes time. Like I said, they are cheap animators. Like, mm. you got to draw that nipple every single time. And it would probably cast a shadow <laughs> at some stages. So, yeah, you're right. Mm. A lot of the fan art, though. Yeah. Nipples on Tara. Tara has yeah, <laughs> pretty prominent nipples. Now, I do know I remember them coming out, and I wasn't... <laughs> nipples? No. <laughs> no went. <with, laughs> Back in, a couple of years back, they bought out some Herculoid toys. And they were pretty damn good. And I wasn't really that into it. I just saw them and going, oh, they're really nice toys. Not thinking that I really like Herculoids a lot. I should buy them at the time. Because they're a shitload of money now if I want to get one. But... They sort of got that self-shaded look to them. Like, they've got a, a really nice... It's a really flat colour palette. And they, they look exactly like the cartoon. Mm. And it's just... They're awesome toys. And I remember at the time not thinking about it, going, I wouldn't mind them. Just thinking they look like really good toys. And I kind of wish I bought them because yeah. 250 bucks a pop now to buy one. I can't really afford it. No. It's mm. hard to justify them. Yeah. They came in, like, three box sets. So, it was... Taro, Gleep, the Triceratops, and I think Dormo, Tok, and Gloop, or whatever, and Xandor, Igloo, and the other... Gloop or Gleep, whatever yep. it is. And it's like, they're really nice sets.
0: Damn you. They were a very nice toy set. And that's the trouble. It's one of those things where you see them and you think, uh,
1: yeah, maybe. But then
0: they're, they're a limited run. And then obviously people are selling them on the second hand resale yes. market for a lot more.
1: Yeah. A friend of mine, Fresh, he, him and his friend Julian James, are not good for each other because <laughs> whenever they go out and they see something like this, I'm like, oh I wouldn't mind that. It's like well I should buy it. Why? At that price you're losing money if you don't <laughs> if you don't buy it. Because the problem is, down if you want it now, guaranteed in six months' time, you'll still want it. Yeah. And six months down the line, instead of being fifty bucks, it's hundred and fifty bucks. Yep. So they're bad for each other as far as like enablers go. But there is a bit of truth in the fact that you're losing money by not buying it. Exactly. But anyway. <laughs> mm.
0: So the legacy of Herculoids they they did turn up in a couple of other things after the fact there is reference to them in Venture Brothers yep Dr. Venture apparently wrote a, a fan letter to the Venture Brothers uh, to the Herculoids mm-hmm. and they kind of there's a little bit of cross promotion in some of the other cartoons around at the time like Space Ghost they were around I haven't watched enough of Space Ghost I, Coast, I Coast I did to Coast to know that, whether they I'm were I'm actually keen
1: because there was this a crossover with all like Mighty Mitor and Space Ghost and all that in a sort of um, not a mini movie but a bunch of episodes and it's sort of like I'm keen kind to of, watch that? That's a shared universe. This is before the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is before the DC Cinematic Universe. It's kind of the Hanna-Barbera Cinematic Universe. Which sounds bloody awesome, which is like Future Quest.
0: Yeah. It's a shame, though, because they had you know, Laugh Olympics and all that sort of stuff, but none of these
1: characters turned up in there. Good. You think? Yeah. I, I, I uh, dig this. They're actually really cool characters. And I'm glad yeah. that DC have access to them, and yep. they're doing something with them. like With Future Quest, it's sort of like a big mash of bring them all together, but I know they've tried a few times to bring space ghosts out as a a comic of its own and you know they've had Olivetti do art which is a really nice artist and um, Alex Trost doing covers so they put some big names on it to make it a big deal but I guess people just aren't into a Hmm. that character but it's like with the right thing like even Hercules I'm looking at it going this would be a funky movie Hmm. Mm. Like, this is the ideas of a giant rock ape and Gleep and Gloop. It would be like, definitely haven't seen anything like it before. Yeah. It It was was done well. Interesting. You could do something with this, but even as a new reboot cartoons, we've got Voltrons, we've got Thundercats and all that come back. He Man got to go in 2002 or whatever. So, like, if you were starved for ideas, it wouldn't be the worst thing to bring back. No. It's probably better than some of the modern stuff that they've got now that they've just created
0: rather than this old stuff that they're doing remakes
1: of. Yeah. Uh, So, cool. I'm really glad I went back like I watched three episodes just before you arrived Forcing my wife to sit down. Well, I didn't force her. She happened to be not getting off the couch while I watched them. And yeah, I think three was the limit before divorce proceedings might have started yep. happening. And maybe best not to watch a lot in a it, row. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I know
0: I was watching a few episodes today, and it's school holidays this week while we were recording. And my kids were sort of popping in and out of the room, going, Oh, is this He Man? And I was like, Well, no, it's Herculoids. And they were like, Oh, okay, maybe we won't watch it, sort of thing. And then my youngest sat with me and watched one episode. And then after it finished, I'm like, Do you want to watch another? one he's like I oh, know. can we watch some minecraft videos on youtube so <laughs> maybe the younger
1: generation qu- doesn't quite get it mm. and that's but like i'm saying this is saturday morning cartoon stuff so you had a week without it yeah and then you got 11 minutes of this and it's like yeah bring it on and then you had another 11 you know yeah. you had seven whole days to forget it's the same plot and then <laughs> see it again so oh wow it's totally different this alien's red
0: <laughs>
1: yeah
0: what i do like though is the fact that it was pretty diverse in the fact that every one of the characters kind of got to do something in each episode. There wasn't... Well, they've many... already
1: animated it, so well, yeah, yes, exactly. let's use it but again. But
0: there wasn't many episodes where it was like, oh, you know, I was really hoping that Zok was going to be in this one and he wasn't, sort of thing, so,
1: yeah. I mean, Xandor knows everything. They ask him the questions, like, oh, no, what's that? Oh, it's a repulsor ray. Oh, it's something vapours. It's <laughs> like, thanks, Xandor. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, well, that's probably a nice place to wrap up Herculoids. I would recommend just going back, having a watch. Maybe, as Mitch said, don't watch a few episodes in a hit. Maybe just watch one or two and leave it at that. But it's, it's worth it. And I think if you had watched it when you were younger and you haven't watched it for a while, going back now, you will get that nostalgia from it.
1: So, it's pretty cool. And just look for the Alex Toth design. Yeah. It's damn good. It is. I did look on Book Depository today for some Alex Toth books, and they're not cheap either, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, if you have any feedback for us, jump on our Facebook. He's dead now. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook's dead. Is, that Alex? <laughs> is it like MySpace? <laughs> no, we'll we jump on our Facebook. We are facebook.com slash the massive attack podcast. You can find our website, which is the com. And yeah, drop us some feedback. Tell us what other cartoons you might like us to look at in the near future, assuming that they are letters that follow on from H, because we're not going backwards, we're going forwards. And we will be back in a couple of weeks with I. I. Hmm. I can't think of any cartoons that start with I that we could watch. Really? Down a on it. Oh, yeah. Dispensational. We might have to throw that topic in the hat and see what comes out. Alrighty, until next time. Thank you, Mitch. No problem. Goodbye. Somewhere out in space live the Herculoids. Zuck, the laser ray dragon. Igu, the giant rocky. ape. the tremendous loop and gleam the formless, fearless wonders, with Xandor, their leader, and his wife Tara and son Donal They team up to protect their planet from sinister invaders.
1: All strong. All brave. All heroes. They're the Herculoids. And where are these fucking nipples? (laughs)